Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. This year, build your credit history with the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. No credit checks to apply. Get started at Chime.com slash build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Chime checking account and a 200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply. Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! What is up, all you rockers, rockets, and everything in between? No judgment. We include everyone. You have joined us for a new edition of And the Podcast Will Rock. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are in the the end game now. Well, not quite, but close to it. And if you're just joining us for the first time, welcome. We are the show that dives into the catalog and discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen. And we do it one track at a time. That's right. Van Halen of all eras, all eras. I want that underlines. I am your co-host, Mark Kamire with me as always, Corey Morissette. Hey, Corey, how is Kitty Van Halen uh, adjusting to the new home? He's adjusting fine. It's the dog that's not adjusting very well at all. Uh, t- turns out uh, Eddie Cathale, and it's a lot like Eddie Van Halen. He's very kind of laid back. He's very chill. Uh, he- he's very cool. Uh, and we uh, we went to uh, the big city of Regina, Saskatchewan, the city that rhymes with fun, and we found him a great <laughs> little kitty tag that had like red and white uh, flames on it. Very Eddie Van Halen-esque. So uh, he- he's-, he's loving life. Unfortunately, the dog is a total dickhead. Uh, he-, he-, you know, he doesn't have a cool name. His name is Chewbarka. Because uh, all he does is bark and piss everybody off. Uh, but I was uh, thinking uh, the dog's name was like uh, some, like Doggy Lee Roth or something. <laughs> if we get another dog, just just for you, Mark, we'll name him Doggy Lee Roth. <laughs> Doggy Lee Roth, that's awful. <laughs> I just had this uh, uh, image of the of the cat in the corner, like on a on a fainting couch or something, wearing that collar with a little cigarette in its mouth, just chilling. Little kitty sized uh, guitar, just like, what's up? You're yeah. in my house now. Yeah, and Dog Doggy Lee Roth is putting up YouTube videos where he's doing like little dance stuff. And, and... <laughs> notice me, notice yeah. me, please. <laughs> <laughs> but before that day comes, we have to do a show, Mark, and we have a special guest here tonight. Uh, he reached Indeed. out to us, uh, geez, way back in January of this year and said he just kind of found the show and uh, somehow got caught up on all 121 episodes in like no time. He must be listening Ooh. on like, you know, 10 times speed or something. But 
I thought it'd be cool to bring him on because he's seen Van Halen like 20 times. And you and I, Mark, we've talked about, we've never, we never got to see Van Halen. Uh, so I, I kind of wanted to hear some Van Halen live stories. Plus he does custom guitars too. And I actually, uh, we have an example of, of such here. Uh, there it is right there. Uh, the, the women and children first, uh, gu- guitar, the Wolfgang model there. So I thought we'd bring him on the show. His name is Eric Smith. Eric, how you doing here tonight? Hi, gentlemen. Good to be here. Thank you for the warm welcome. Oh, it's our pleasure. Now, you saw Van Halen for the first time, was it 1984? That would have been a, a pretty good tour to see him on, I think. Yes, I actually got to see them two of the three nights they were in Dallas. Uh, the first night I watched with my cousin in the upper balcony, but the uh, the third night I had managed to uh, get a ticket off of a uh, one of the local radio uh, shows and it was on the floor. So, uh, I was able to get up close and personal. And, uh, back in those days, I would, uh, sneak a camera in a pretty high end, uh, long lens camera and got some pretty good shots of that show. That's awesome. Not unlike a, a, a former guest of ours as well, that, uh, made a whole book of the uh, right. of the pictures he took over the years, you know, kind of uh, smuggling in the camera for, at the shows, which uh, I I love that. I love you that <laughs> y- you guys have those stories because let me tell you, um, me trying to smuggle in a camera to the shows, you know, I grew up watching, and especially today, not happening, not even remotely happening. So I hats off to you, whatever uh, ingenuity, uh, special sort of like Inspector Gadget like skills you guys use <laughs> to smuggle in big cameras into a show like that. Maybe they just didn't. Maybe security or the venue owners just didn't care so much as well, uh, as they do now i know, don't know that was the the mid 80s and they didn't have you know screening like they do now uh, right it wasn't near as as dangerous you would have the you know the guy on the the front line that would see you with a camera and they'd want your film and do that kind of stuff but mm-hmm. uh you try to be select as to when you're actually taking pictures so oh sure and, you know, modern technology, some of the equipment's a lot easier and smaller and still takes great pictures. So you would think that uh, with the advancement of technology and we take pictures on our phones now, you know, little little small compact phones that it would be a lot easier to uh, take pictures. But no, 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 no. They 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 just know what to look for. And a lot of these shows that are absolutely no phones out uh, are pretty ruthless. Just ask tools, Maynard James Keenan. Boy, he went <laughs> off. He went off lately. And honestly, I, I get it and more power to him. But uh, it was just like, I, I don't understand how uh, uh, people are able to just recognize it and spot it so so quickly man it's it's crazy what we can do but hats off to you and uh, i'm sure you got some some great pictures uh from those days and that would uh kudos to you kudos to you but man tell me i want to hear a little bit before we actually get the show rolling i want to hear a little bit more about your uh custom guitars you make i mean oh it's pretty extraordinary well that's something i've been doing it's kind of i'm setting up my uh retirement gig uh there was a point in time where I was like, you know, I'd like to have a nice guitar, but I really can't afford to buy it. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of like, I wonder if I can make one. And this was now about seven years ago. I, I 
went on this venture. And after I did it, uh, that one with the Texas flag that's on that homepage, uh, I was like, I wonder if there's any other people that would kind of appreciate this type of art. Cause that's really my background is art, graphic design, things like that. And so I started doing a few for some friends of mine and, uh, kind of built a, a bit of a portfolio and then made it available for people to reach out to me and, and ask for, you know, custom made guitars. Well, yeah, you so- tell me you got a, a background as a, a graphic artist. Uh, it shows, it shows based on just the, the examples I've, I've seen here. Cause like, I mean, yeah, like take a, take a look at this, this, uh, special Van Halen, uh, custom guitar. And I assume that is a, uh, that's like an Eddie Van Halen, uh, that's a wolf. That's a Wolfgang special, Wolfie, yeah. uh, that, uh, the customer actually, uh, purchased it through Sweetwater, had it shipped directly to me. And then I just refinished the whole thing front and back. Uh, that's not always the way that I work. A lot of the, sure. the work that I do, it's, you know, built from scratch, you know, shape the body, mm-hmm. cut it to whatever specs the customer wants. So. That's amazing though, but I love that. It's like, uh, that's that guitar especially is sort of like a little special love letter, uh, to the band. That's how it feels. Um, and that's, uh, it's very, very impressive work. He, he liked it so much. He actually shipped me an Angus Young SG and Ooh. wants me to do uh powerage on it. So <laughs> very cool. So that's, I know it's, that's uh, in the works. <laughs> that's something uh, uh, I'm sure Corey will keep a very close eye out as a, a hardcore ACDC fan. Well, Powerage is one of, if not my favorite ACDC album of all time. So there you are. Yeah. When you get that one done, you're going to have to send me a picture, Eric. So I can... I'll do it. <laughs> I will do it. We'll share it with all listeners here. But uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you're in Dallas, Texas, right? Because uh, one of our uh, patrons and uh, listeners here, Scott Everett, uh, says uh, that you may have been at the same uh, show as that, that he was at. He's from the Dallas area as well. Very possible. If he goes all the way back to 84, then probably there. So and you well, say I believe it uh, does. Yeah. And uh, you've, you've seen every, every Sammy show. Uh, you've seen uh, Sammy Solo, Sammy much. and Dave, the Wabos, Chicken Foot, even Sammy and Cabo. Tell us about that. So uh, my family went to Cabo, and uh, this was in 04. And, you know, you'd you'd hear these stories about people sleeping on the streets. Well, I did that that night and uh, to get tickets during the birthday bash. And, you know... About sunrise, you start seeing the line growing in the middle portion of the line. And what happens at that point in time, all the locals hold spots for other friends and locals and let them in front. And then they resell those tickets to, you know, people like me. And I get up there and about three or four people before me, they said, we're out of tickets. Yeah. And I talked to, uh, the manager and I said, "Come on now, <laughs> there's no way Sammy would be up for this." You know, I'm from Dallas. I waited all night, slept on the street, and he hooked me up with a couple of tickets. So uh, nice. We ended up getting to go see that show, and so that was the the only time I ever got to see Sammy at Cabo. So. <laughs> That's a lucky break, but man, yeah, just uh, I I feel you, especially uh, and it's I think that's a a topical story given the f- 
what's happening in in ticket sales for concerts right now and just the with the bots with the uh just the ticket holders and their greed and we could spend a whole show talking about that but oh, yeah. Uh, yeah but uh kudos on your persistence and kudos to <laughs> at least that manager for understanding the situation like all right all right yeah. here you go yeah. uh that's amazing though uh how was that show oh it was, it was a great show uh the smash mouth was like the opening act at that time uh so it was quite a wow. way to go. so uh but it's such a, a cool vibe uh you know everybody's friendly everybody's there for you know the sole purpose of listen to some great music mm. and uh you know michael anthony was there as well so you know the other wabos were part of the show as well so it, it was great though that's amazing the the envy runs deep i yeah. uh, i assure you <laughs> i assure you yeah but there's i mean looking back at the, the shows that come through dallas uh you know the the reunion with Sammy, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I know there's a bunch of stuff going on in the band at that time, uh, but it was something you just weren't ever expecting to ever happen again. That that you know, Sammy be fronting the the live show again. So yeah, that's yeah. one of the the really cool moments. Me and my buddy that went with me were just like, can you believe this is happening? Oh, sure. Yeah, I, I imagine I try to think of it from that perspective of because uh, I mean, it's it's happening right now just with this uh, with this new tour with with Sammy and then with Mikey and like and they're with the intention of bringing back uh, live performances of uh, particular the Van Hagar era and then a little bit of uh, Van Halen era with with Roth. And this is not especially with with the passing of with of of Eddie my chances i i had talked to 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 cory about this it's like my chances of seeing like true blue van halen like it's gone it's 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 gone and we can't get that back this new tour though while it's not going to be the same and the vibe is going to be probably a little bit different it's still maintaining a little bit of that van halen flair that uh that I personally enjoy because I am not a Hagar era hater whatsoever. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm very uh, pro Hagar. Uh, so the, the, the idea that like, well, I'm never going to, I'm never going to see Van Halen live, you know, and I never will in, in its true form, but what's the next best thing possible that exactly. I can see? Yeah. And it's this, exactly. and then you could, you could also argue like, well, I mean, it's not it's not Van Halen per se, but seeing Wolfie live is is you're seeing a Van Halen do his thing, whatever. And it's like, yes, and that's going to be great. And I can't wait to to see that show. But it but you know what I mean? Like, but yeah, two you, you got two people who were there, who were there during the era, who were there making the music, writing it, performing it with Sammy and Mikey. Uh, uh so this is as close, I think, as we're going to get. The, the only way it could be even closer is if uh, uh, Jason Bonham said, you know what, I'm not going to finish this tour. This other guy wants to do it, and the other guy happens to be Alex Van Halen. It'll never happen, but wouldn't that be awesome? Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah that's, if, yeah, that's the only way it could get closer to what uh, I could imagine uh, a reunion that I can actually see 
uh would come about but alas i'll take what i can get and so yeah that the idea of like this is this is officially the last time you're ever going to be able to capture whatever magic from that heyday bygone era you can't miss it so that's that is why i'm going to see this tour because this is a big deal and it's not lost on me and i can imagine for people uh uh going to see the reunion from way back when like this is a big deal because when is when are we going to see this again right it might it might not happen right I mean, it, it might it not really happen might. yeah so so there you go so it's uh it's i'm not gonna you know botch this one gotta gotta <laughs> see the show gotta see it so but uh but i am envious of all of you guys that actually got to witness uh eddie in all his uh live glory so that is amazing, man. Um, good stuff. And I'm sure we could talk for more and more hours about uh, your stories. So uh, what do you say? We just kind of get into the show. Uh, Corey, anything uh, real quick on the, the Van Halen News site? I tell you what, on the Van Halen News desk, it, it's kind of light, but there is a pretty massive uh, Van Halen story that, that we'll, we'll get to here in a minute. But first of all, if you go to the Van Halen uh, News desk, um, they have a great uh, link to a, uh, a charity single. Uh, by Anita Strauss and a bunch of friends to benefit the Jason Becker Special Needs Trust. It's actually a, mm-hmm. an old demo that, that Jason had uh, of a song he wrote. He was hoping David Lee Roth uh, would, would uh, take one day and never did. Uh, so Anita uh, and her, uh, her boyfriend or fiance, I'm not sure if they're about to get married, Josh, uh, he plays I think drums. they're, yeah, fiance. Yeah. Um, they, they assembled a great uh, crew of musicians here. You can kind of see them if you're on YouTube here uh, on your screen. I'll just run down the list. Uh, Chris Broderick, Joe Bonamassa, uh, Gus G, Paul Gilbert, Angel Vivaldi, Steve Vai, Steve Stevens, Rob Scallon, Jennifer Batten, uh, Neely Brosh, Richie Kotzen, Mark Rizzo, Laurie Basilio, Zach Wild, Alex Skolnick, Phil Demel, of course, Nita Strauss, Jason himself, because they actually used a little bit of his uh, demo. Uh, he's doing the solo on that, I guess. Marty Friedman, Herman Lee, Jared Dines, and Steve Lukather, uh, excuse me. Uh, drums play uh, Josh uh, Villalta and the bass Billy Sheenan. So. I, there's mm. a link to that, uh, the YouTube page there, uh, Jason Becker and Friends, the uh, track Some Assembly Required. And the proceeds that of that is, will uh, go to the Jason Becker Special Needs Trust. Those are some heavy hitters in that list, let me tell you. Yep, very, very cool. But the main piece of news uh, in Van Halen news this week, uh, not picked up yet on the Van Halen news desk. Maybe they were kind of waiting for uh, for confirmation. I, I think it's been confirmed by the publishers, though, but Alex Van Halen is releasing a memoir titled Brothers. That's going to be coming out this October 22nd. It's a 384-page hardcover uh, book. Uh, HarperCollins uh, is putting it out there. Uh, the alternate title was uh, Brothers Van Halen, so you <laughs> kind of get an idea of what it's going to be about. Uh, it's going to be, you know, Alex's relationship with his younger brother and, you know, maybe trying to, you know, give his side of the story, too. I know he did, was not real happy with uh, Sammy's book and, and kind of how uh, their their time together was painted and to the point where they still don't talk. And I think a, lo- a lot of it stems from what Sammy said in his book. So maybe here's an opportunity for Alex to uh, tell his side of the story. But uh, Van Halen fans could look for that uh, coming out uh, October 22nd. That's going to be a, a must read. That I, that's that's gonna fly off the shelves, man, or like or the the digital shelves. Let's put it that way, because I don't know if people read <laughs> actual physical books anymore. You should, but if, you know, if not, then uh, you know, li- at least listen to it on audio. Support support the uh, the author and the everyone involved. But uh, that oh, I am I am so so excited to check that out, and I'm excited for the shit talk. I'm sure that he's probably gonna do. Uh, I'm excited just to get a perspective 
on uh his life uh just his life in general not to mention his life with eddie and just uh their relationship uh as brothers and then as as business partners too as well as bandmates but uh yeah that's uh, that i think is the memoir that uh i think people have been waiting for honestly it's like alex in his own words like Mm -hmm. because Everyone else remembers, uh, you know, the, the front men and, and Eddie being very vocal about uh, band stuff. I, I don't know that Alex was was all that vocal about a lot of things. I'm sure here in the last few years he has been, but uh, I am very curious. And just to, just to see and he, uh, hear his perspective on things. Very excited for this book. In October, you say. Cannot wait for that. Absolutely. So, yes, uh, go to, and I'm sure they'll have it available. Uh, Van Halen News Desk dot uh, com. Uh, they they had a lot of the official Van Halen merch nowadays, so uh, you can look right for on. it there. Uh, all we can, all, I'm really hoping he does like a book tour. Uh, you know, maybe oh, yeah. you know, do a reading. You know, kind of like what uh, Getty Lee did uh, with with his mm-hmm. book, uh, which I know I think uh, Chaz got to go check out. Lucky guy. Uh, I know. Uh, so so I, I'm I'm hoping for something like that. But like you said, Alex, you know, he's done some interviews. He's certainly a, a little more uh, talkative than Mikey. Uh, but um, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, when, when you're when you're in a band with Sammy Hagar and David Lee Roth, you don't get to say much. And then most That's people <laughs> just want to talk to Eddie anyway. So, uh, the, the, yeah. the, this is Alex's uh, turn at the front of the mic. Uh, I'm really looking forward to. It. I think it's going to be a great book. Exciting stuff. All right. Well, we'll move on to last week. Last week's show, we went over the dream. Not only that, we discussed why the dream was over. And all by that, I just mean we went over the song, of course. Finishing, finally, we have finished uh, uh, the the For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge album, or the Fuck album, as we very passionately love to call it. Um, and that uh, right on the heels of finishing Van Halen 2 as well. So, hey, you guys, you got two live shows to look forward to very soon and a ranking. Uh, t- <laughs> two albums that Corey and I adore that is going to be very difficult to rank at least on my end uh uh, but especially this one so be on the lookout for that but last week we talked about the dream is over and of course it's it's a hagar tune so you can only imagine how the voting is gonna go typically and this way the voting went 79.1 percent what dreams are made of versus a 20.9 percent the dream is over um, and I'm sure, and I think a lot of people, uh, ironically wanted to downvote this just because of <laughs> you downvote it. That means the dream is over. Here's the, the song of its namesake. So people were having fun with that. What I don't find fun is, uh, I really enjoy the song. The dream is over. And I was kind of hoping everyone else would be on board with that as well. Not even an 80%. And then I had to remind myself, oh, right, this is a Sammy Hagar era song. And for whatever reason, everyone seems to have a problem with voting highly on a Hagar era tune. Uh, Corey, are you shocked by these poll results? No, this is right where we kind of thought it would be. It's actually tied on our uh, all-time show rankings here with Humans Being at 79.1%, 68th uh, currently on the list out of 121 songs we've done. Uh, it beats songs like uh, Dreams, Mine All Mine, mm-hmm. Crossing Over, uh, Get Up. Uh, for Dave Tracks, really, it beat Happy Trails, hooray. Uh, and, and it beat, you know, <laughs> uh, quite a few from A Different Kind of Truth, but th- that's really it for Dave. And then it just lost out to uh, Pretty Woman, uh, You and Your Blues from A Different Kind of Truth, Out of Love Again, 
uh, Judgment Day, Could This Be Magic, uh, was right around 62. So, yeah, uh, you know, the, the dream is over. You know, it, it's going to rank probably in the middle of the pack for my rankings on, on the uh, For Unlawful album, but, mm. man, 68 seems a, a tad low for me. Eric, what was your take on uh, The Dream Is Over? So, you know, most of my formative Van Halen years are with Sammy as the lead singer. Uh, mm. But as I mentioned to you and you and I were talking, I have a great appreciation for really all three eras. Uh, so I can separate essentially two different bands, you know, uh, the David Lee Roth and the, the Sammy group. So, you know, that whole album is an awesome album. There's, you know, a couple of that you might say, uh, they should have switched out with a couple of things that they had been working on at other time periods, but top to bottom, that's a great album. So oh yeah, the dream is over is not a dream is over for me. <laughs> it's what dreams Good are made man. So. We, uh, we, we harp pretty hard about, uh, our love for the fuck album for sure. And definitely the dream is over is a track that adds to that love. Um, but I wonder what everyone else felt about it. Did they love it the same way? Well, let's go on over to the poll and see what people are saying on Twitter slash X. First one comes up from our friend Sean McGinnity from the Sean Geek and Fast Fret podcast. He says, used to not like this one, but I have come around just one of those Van Halen tunes that ages very well. I would agree with that because I, I had forgotten how much I really enjoyed this song uh, from this album. And as we were listening to it, it was like this. I, granted, I did. I did have my uh, my small criticisms there and I mentioned what they were, but they were very, very minuscule. That was the only reason why I didn't give it a uh, a, a, a full 10 marking uh, on it. But uh, again, those criticisms were minimal. So yeah, I, I agree. This one definitely ages very well. Cause it still holds up at least in my mind. Uh, moving on. He, our friend Heath McCoy says I've been known to beat up Sammy for his lyrics now and again. And again, uh, this isn't one of those times he's great here. The dream, another dream chorus speaks to me, a universal message in so many ways who hasn't had to pick up and start again after a dream crashed. The verses are curious to me, almost disconnected from the chorus and the message seems anti-capitalist, which is weird coming from the tequila mog uh, mogul. Uh, but they're smartly written. They work. And the song is catchy as hell. Van Halen's pop chops in fine form. Love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I, I, it is. It is. When you put it that way, uh, Heath, the, <laughs> the anti-capitalist from the tequila mogul, uh, mogul, mogul, however you say the word, can't pronounce words, but yeah, the, uh, the tequila man. Um, but Hey, who says, uh, you can't make some money, uh, while also preaching about how, uh, capitalism is a scam. Um, I mean, we got to live right. And what better way to make your money than on booze. So, <laughs> you know, I can't give uh, Sammy too much flack from that, but yeah, it is what it is. All right, moving on here. Let's see. We've got our buddy Brett from Dissect That Film. He says, this is far from its namesake. It's catchy with a wild solo that maybe gets held back by the oddly soft chorus. It's a nice palate cleanser from all the other sex-related songs that surround it. <laughs> it is the fuck album. What do you want, you know? <laughs> so it's, uh, it fits in perfectly, I think. Uh, 
But there you are. Uh, and our, our good friend Kevin Brown, of course, says a solid middle of the pack album track for me. Really like the intro, and I love that arpeggiated progression into the verse. The chorus is a wee bit light and fluffy for the rest of the song, but it's okay. I always love the because it's a ripoff homage to Eminence Front. Hashtag what dreams are made of. Uh, I didn't. Is that an homage to Eminence Front? Because uh, I. I that's not how it read to me, but if it is cool, that's something that I missed. Uh, did you, did you catch that? I didn't know, but I tend to tune out Kevin Brown whenever he speaks. So <laughs> I don't know what the hell he's talking about. That must be really difficult on a, uh, on the other podcasts you both. It's challenging, but I do a pretty good job. That's why I don't make any sense on that show. Oh, well, fair enough. Uh, I do love Eminence front though. It's my favorite who song. So cool stuff. Thank you, Kev. Uh, let's see. Moving there, 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 there. Uh, our friend Davy Lee Smith says, "I was tempted to devote the dream is over for this song." Just kidding. I've always liked this tune, but what I don't understand why the band didn't put this out as a single because I think this has top radio hit written all over it, or even a song for a movie soundtrack. Solid tune. Hashtag what dreams are made of. I could see this song definitely. Um. I could see it as a single, maybe not like a huge hit, but I, I see what he's saying. Um, I like the uh, the little note of uh, maybe a movie soundtrack. Yeah, because you could you could sneak in uh, this Radio song in a movie soundtrack over pretty easily. And uh, there's from this era in particular, there's a lot of movies you could probably uh, have uh, utilized it in, um, even under the radar. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't know why. Don't know why they didn't do that. Um, but I can understand why this wasn't like a uh, a single they wanted to push just because I think the singles that they did use for this album kind of bested a little bit, but uh, that's just my opinion. What do you think, Corey? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of that album. I, I, I'm actually, I, I could see it being a single. Mm -hmm. um, when you think of stuff like Pleasure Dome, Judgment Day, maybe not so much Man on a Mission, but you know, I, mm -hmm, I, I don't right. want to tip my hand as to how I'm going to rank. Uh, the dream is over, but yeah, I could see it being a single. Maybe 91 was kind of a tough year. That was a big year in music, right? And, that was uh, a big year in music, Coming yeah, off so. of OU812, which maybe wasn't their most uh, popular uh, album mm -hmm. uh, with, with kind of the diehards, uh, you know, Van Halen, <laughs> you know, they, they weren't top of the world, uh, if you will, in 91. They certainly became, uh, <laughs> you know, Pound Cake certainly helped with that in uh, Right Now, it was a very big song, <laughs> but, you know, I, I think if you're releasing five, six uh, singles from a record, uh, I'd put Dream is uh, over uh, up there, absolutely. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Right now, for sure, they still play that at sporting events. So you know, put take that for how you will. If only Crystal uh, Pepsi would have taken off, that song would have been huge. Uh, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, oh well. Uh, I love this. This is my favorite uh, uh, tweet from this poll. Uh, our friend Rava Flave says simply yes. Just yes. All right. <laughs> so, now, is that the dream is over? Sir. Yes, or I like this song. Yes. That's. I honestly don't even care. I don't, I don't <laughs> even care which way he voted. It's just like I just love yes. <laughs> so he's so I. It's either way. Either way, the dream is over. So I, I appreciate you on that one, Raven Flame. Uh, that's it for the tweets. I'm gonna head on over to the Discord, and right. uh, we had a lot more tweets, you guys. But as you know, if you want it guaranteed read on the show, if you want me to vocalize your feelings and your passion on how you're voting, join the the freaking Patreon, man. Find a tier that's right for you. Any tier, really. 
and uh we'll it's we have something built for everybody and if we don't we'll uh let us know we'll fix it so move on over to the discord that's one of the perks if you join the patreon you get to be on the discord where the real conversations are happening especially coming from our friend scott monroe you know it's going to be fun when he's got something to say he says the dream is over is a solid album track that i always look forward to in the back half of the fuck listen uh i hadn't paid much attention to the lyrics in the verses before now so thanks for shining a light on them sammy's putting in the work by telling a great coherent story with a populist message eddie and alex are in top notch uh top notch fuck tone here and i can't count all of the eddie van halen flourishes that i love there are a lot uh the chord progression has an such an uplifting vibe that carries over into the closer into the closer top of the world. Uh the serene chorus and its oh so sweet harmonies is where it's at for me and the fade out seems incredibly appropriate as we float away in the clouds with the band. It's in contention for being my favorite album track in the rankings, but I need to sleep on that a bit. Hashtag what dreams are made of for the dream is over. Very nicely said, and I agree wholeheartedly with that assessment. Thank you so much, Scott Monroe. Uh, our, our friend Chad Pollock says, uh, The dream is over. Truth is that this was a skipper for me back in the day. In fact, I bet I have not heard this song in 15 to 20 years. So when it started, I was surprised how much more heavy it was than I remember. Uh, then we get to the chorus and the soft melodic harmonies that totally neuter the song. I think the chorus totally misrepresents the rest of the song. The rest of the song is great and overall was better than I remembered. So I gave it a thumbs up. Uh, I mean, like I mentioned, I, I had uh, uh, my, my issues with how Sammy uh, vocally uh, uh, structured a couple of lines in the chorus, but ult- but I, the harmonies I think are the, uh, the saving grace of it. I, those are, wonderful so i don't know i mean i'm not gonna argue too hard with you about the soft melodic harmonies of the chorus i don't think it neuters the song whatsoever but that's just my opinion but fair enough you still gave it a thumbs up so i'm not gonna fight you too hard on it um but i will agree are are the is the chorus weaker than the rest of the song probably but it's fine remember kids van halen choruses are usually nothing except for a repetition of whatever the title is. So it's, we're not going to hold too much hey, uh, hey, against them. For in that. fairness, this one was two lines. It was dream another yes, dream, right. this dream is over. <laughs> and then dream another dream, this dream is over. So it was two lines repeated. So kind of some well, remember it's Well, remember, it's it's Sammy. So he's going to he's gonna throw in a little bit more, whereas Dave would just zoop-bop, zoop-bop, the dream is over. And that's it. Uh, <laughs> anywho. Let's see, moving on, and there's conversations happening, conversations. Uh, you guys, come on now with these manifestos. Uh, who is this person? PSL Shutterbug. I don't know. Who is that? That's a good question. I don't know who, they, 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 don't know who that is. They're, they're a patron of ours. Yeah. But yeah, they, they don't have their real name, so just call them PSL oh. Shutterbug. All right, PSL Shutterbug, who, whichever one you are, please remind me because I'm I'm blanking. But uh, if you're Perleniker, please let me know. <laughs> uh, but uh, Shutterbug said, or Shutterbug says, I love the song from the quirky opening and closing to Sammy's strong vocal performance. Alex is driving a bit of a funky beat with Mikey keeping 
keeping up, but with a good balance in the mix, Eddie is simply playing a melodic but shredding solo, and the harmonies in the chorus are great. Hands down, one of my favorites from Fuck. Also, the tax lawyer in me appreciates the IRS reference. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, Shutterbug is a tax person. So uh, you, you, you are thriving. This is the time of year where you are thriving. And kudos to you, I guess, uh, for, for all us Americans over here. All right. And, well, I, that's pretty much it. There you go. All so right. There it is. That's just what people had to say about the dream is over again. You guys, uh, if you want your tweets guaranteed red, or if you want access to the discord where, as I say, the conversation is always happening and it's much more lively then join the Patreon. You'll get that link. You'll get the, to join in on the fun and uh, it'll be not, it's, it's a nice little community that we've built here. So join it and be part of it. And now, and now we move on to our second favorite thing, and that is, everyone, say it with me, manifestations. Yes. He knew the he he knew the assignment. I didn't because I have no drink, so I can't take a shot. So y'all take shots for me. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Well then, uh, we had uh, people. I haven't uh, uh, read the manifestations on the Discord yet, but I got it up right here. So I'll just go straight over to you, Eric. It's your first time on the show. Uh, you've you've been a very very active listener, evidently, because you got all caught up in a very short amount of time. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your patience, because I know we can drone on and on and on at times. But since you're here, what song left on the wheel? Of course, uh, there's not many. What song do you just want to manifest for tonight's show so that we can talk about it? Well, I guess I'm probably leaning toward something in the chaos time period of Van Halen. So something in the balance. Uh, I'm going to go with Take Me Back. Take Me Back. He wants to be taken back to balance is what he's saying. All right. And then I uh, I go over to you, Corey. What uh, it's it's been a week you mentioned, and uh, I I I hear you. It's been it's been a week. It's been a it's been a weird couple of months. We're only two months into the, almost three into the new year. It's been it's been odd and it's been busy. Uh, what Van Halen tune shall we spin tonight that would ease your troubles, if even just ever so briefly? You know what I I find a, I'm I'm missing a friend nowadays, and his name is Sean McGinnity. Uh, we, 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 we can't connect. Uh, he, he now records on Friday nights like a jerk, so he can't participate in our live shows. Although I just told him in the discord, maybe we'll do a Saturday live show, uh, when we do the next one. So uh, he and Todd can participate, but, uh, he's been yeah. manifesting for a while, uh, big bad bill. And, uh, I, I'm going to manifest that one too. I, I'm there. There's a, a talk in, in the discord server and I agree wholeheartedly. We shouldn't manifest a song to finish off another album because we're behind by two. So I'm yeah. already looking at like maybe that first weekend in March, we should do the first one, which would be Van Halen too. And then near the end of the month, we'll do uh four unlawful. So let's hopefully not finish off another album here tonight. Diver down has uh, two tracks left on it, hang them high and a uh, big bad bill. But for my friend, Sean McGinnity, I'm going to manifest big bad bill is sweet William. Now. All right. Big bad bill. That's uh two. Yeah. We'll just, we'll go ahead and uh, chalk it up for, uh, for Sean who uh yes actively manifesting it and hopefully we'll have you on the sh on the show again soon Sean we miss you so uh yes 
Well, going over to the uh, Discord, the Manifestations channel, Jeff Brewers, uh, he said he was going to do Summer Nights again, but that would, you know, be a little behind on the episodes, kind of, as you mentioned. So, uh, uh, and he said Big Bad Bill wouldn't be a bad spin, but his peak, his pick this week is Atomic Punk. Uh, no shocker. That one has been manifested so many times and this is one that has also just eluded us so many times i think uh the wheel is saving that for a special occasion maybe this is the special occasion who knows guess we'll we'll find out when we do uh let's see our buddy josh says uh josephina fuck me running (laughs) that's that's what he says because he just wants he he wants us to rip the band-aid right off just like chas mataz old chas charles in all caps josephina shocker Shocker, Chaz, but I get it. I get what he's trying to do here. It's fine. Uh, Scott Monroe says, why can't this be yarn is what he wants to manifest, which I, manifest I don't remember. Too. I don't remember that. Dan Halen, so. it, it is the best uh, kitty pun uh, that we got in the Discord uh, server. Why can't this be yarn? Yeah. Very, very much. Very much so. Awesome stuff. Uh, let's see here. And... Chad is manifesting big bad bobcat. That's what he wants. So uh, well, I'm going to make he, he again. He's making a kitty pun, but I'm just going to use that as uh, he's referencing big bad Bill, and that uh, that's exactly what he wants to manifest too. So there you go. You got you got three. You got three manifestations for that, and uh, that's all people are saying. So now it's it's it's, it's up your to me. Turn, yeah. Um. I'm still thinking about it and I'll have it by the answer, but I'm also, I'm, I'm doing a double whammy. I'm going to manifest a song I want, and then I'm going to actively manifest a song. I don't want us to spin. I've never done that before, but I'm doing it now. And I don't want us to spin. I'm not going to say what it is. Cause I'm that'll jinx it. So I'm not going to say it, but in my brain, there's one track I don't want to spin because reasons, if we spin it, I'll reveal it. But, okay. uh, Instead, I want to manifest, not because I'm eager to end another album. That's not the case. I just really want to listen to the song and talk about it. Uh, House of Pain. I, w- I want to hear uh, House of Pain. And I know, yeah, if we spin it, then guess what? That's another album we finished. That's 1984, So, uh, which is, I'm sure, what a lot of people really want us to talk about because that's a-, a huge album for so many Van Halen fans, and I get it. But uh not really my purpose in manifesting it. I just want to talk about the song and I want to listen to it. So that is my manifestation house of pain. So, all right. They're all locked in. They're all set. Oh, uh, is, did any, any of our lurkers, uh, speaking up, uh, have they changed their mind? Is there another song they're trying to manifest? Uh, Michael triplet, uh, hasn't been in discord uh, earlier this evening. He wanted uh, Jamie's crying. Aha. Okay. So, um, well, that's on brand. I think yeah. he's, 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 he's just going to keep doing that until we spin it, uh, or spin it again. We spun it once and we had to spin away from it. I used a, a mulligan and I know everyone's mad at me for that, but whatever, we'll spin it again. Eventually it's on the wheel. So, well, and shockingly Van Halen one is the one album that has the most tracks left on it. We have Jamie's crying atomic punk and little dreamer. Well, let's put it this way. If we uh, if the last songs left on the wheel happen to be all Van Halen one, then we are in for some really awesome last shows for this wheel. (laughs) So, you know, manifest that manifest the last bit of shows aren't going to be bummer songs to talk about. They're actually going to be fun ones. (laughs) So that's that's what I'm hoping for. But 
you know, dream a little dream. What say you there, Corey? Uh, there's three people here on the on the panel, and how many lurkers we oh, got? Oh, last time I looked, there was eight, so I'll, I'll shuffle this 11 times. 11 times. Nine, oh, the 10, odd numbers. 11. That could either be, be either be a good thing or a bad thing. I guess right. we'll find out well, when you're ready. Clunk. If uh, Yeah, if Eric's ready and Sammy's We're warming ready. up backstage, what do you say? Here we go. Here we go! Let's finish off an album, why don't you? It's the much-manifested Summer Nights from 5150. Can't be mad at it. Oh, that is. No, can't be mad at it. I'm actually, it's it's hilarious because, as you said, this one has been often, often, often manifested. And the one week where I didn't see a single person manifest it, (laughs) there it is. Yeah, that's true. All right, so that's three albums. Three that we finished off now, Mark. We got to do live shows here, so. Yep, we've got a lot of live shows to do. So the from fifty one fifty, add it to the list, but not before fuck and not before Van Halen too. So we've, I told you guys we might be winding down on this wheel, but we've still got lots of show to do. And uh, these live shows where we talk about uh, the full album and we rank this, you know, the, those tend to be very very popular. We know you guys love it because. We, we get to all see what uh, where we're ranking these songs. So, hey, you got three full albums to look forward to on that. Get your rankings in now, or at least be thinking about them. How about that? Uh, any uh, any little short opening statements about uh, Summer Nights before we kick it off? I am not disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He's in it. Eric's in for it. Uh, how about you, Corey? Well, I, I, I'm not going to tip my hand. I am a fan of this record. Okay. Uh, so we'll find out when we play it. Um, th- this is actually the first song that uh, Van Halen and Sammy Hagar jammed together. Uh, I, I found a quote here from uh, Sammy's uh, memoir, Red, My Uncensored Life in Rock, where he said, quote, We started playing, and the engineer, Don Landy, recorded everything we did. I made up the first line on the spot, Summer Nights in My Radio. It just popped into my head the first time I heard that riff. The rest of the song, I scatted my way through. I really had my scat together. And he couldn't believe it. Dave apparently didn't have good rhythm and wasn't a great singer, didn't have any range. I was singing Eddie's guitar licks with him. So there, uh, it's rumored that this is a song they kind of worked on with Dave uh, before he uh, officially left. So, and there's Sammy uh-huh. in his book, you know, you know th- throwing a little shade toward uh, Dave's direction there. Yeah, th- throwing a lot of shade. And I love, <laughs> I love that he kept making uh, scat references, which is hilarious. I had my because... scat together. You know, it's it's what what does Dave do uh very well? He does a lot of that jazz scatting, uh, whether it works for Van Halen or his solo, you know, whatever. But uh that's that is so funny to me. Um yeah, I'm I'm not disappointed either. Uh we we are fans of fifty one fifty, so hey, you know, let's uh let's what do you say we take this thing out for a spin and let's get the talking. Yes, sir. Let's go all the way back to 1986, the uh, first album and the first sing- song that uh, the Van Halen uh, boys played uh, with one Sammy Hagar. Uh, this is the fifth track from 5150, Summer Nights. <laughs> I always, uh, I just pictured like Eddie, like on a, like on a porch, 
like in Saskatchewan, we have that one weekend mm-hmm. a year where the weather's nice and everybody's like on their deck and you're just kind of kicking back, your shoes are off and you got your guitar and, and, and just playing that mm-hmm. little. I, I always really, really love that. With a cigarette in his mouth. Yep, of course. So on this uh, tour, that's when uh, he brought out the Steinberger and that's oh. what he was playing on the song. That's fantastic. Oh, Jeff is mad. Uh, the He's been manifesting this so many times, and it comes up the one week he doesn't. Yeah, Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> hey, look, at least we spun it, and, you know, you're just like, yeah, you, you've been wanting it so much. We're like, well, here here we go. We're doing it. Yeah. What did you think of the intro, Mark? Oh, I love that intro, but I can honestly, I can see where uh, uh, if if the rumors are true and they were trying to jam this with Dave first before, you know, his his exit, uh, I could see where Dave might have a little trouble following that because, um, <laughs> you know, it's not um, and there's no drums in it, whatever. It's just Eddie playing. But I could see where uh, even the rhythm of of Eddie playing might throw off one who uh doesn't have great uh sense of rhythm you know that's 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 all i'll say so i could see that but also like i love that i love this this little opening intro it's it's almost like a statement i was like all right you know we we got a new guy here we got someone else to to fill in the the role uh let's let's see what he's got you know what i mean and sequencing matters kids the fact that this comes right after dreams uh, on the lp uh, i think is perfect Mm -hmm. sequencing all right let's get back to it All right, so in the chat, uh, this, this Scott Everett says, and I can't agree more, uh, this song just begs for it to be warm outside and beer in hand. It's so clean sounding. It really does. Uh, we actually, we had a warm day today um, when I was, and of course I was stuck in the office. So when I'm leaving, I was like, oh man, it was nice. to Like this was our first like nice early spring day and I was stuck in the office, boo. <laughs> but listening to this kind of takes me right back to that moment where it's just like, ah, yes, early spring. That means summer's right around the corner. Yes. I wholeheartedly agree with you, Scott. You know what? And it was nice here too. Uh, it was minus two, uh, which is opposed <laughs> to minus 20 because it's been minus 15 at night and then it warms up to minus two, which creates a shit ton of fog. So as I was driving my hour long drive home uh, from a different town that I was working in today, I had like pea soup thick fog to drive through. And I was thinking, yeah, Jeez. summer with a beer in my hand. Fuck off. But no, my minus two is actually pretty good for, for February. I'm not complaining. Uh, but I'm very much looking forward to that one weekend in July when the weather is nice in Canada. How about you, Eric? The one weekend. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's is in the 80s today, so it's, it's pretty nice in Texas. Damn. But, uh, hey. you know, it, this is setting the scene. I mean, 
mm-hmm. you're, you're getting geared up for what's about to happen this summer. And, you know, back in the day, I can remember, you know, cruising the strip in the town where I grew up. And this is the kind of stuff you wanted to hear blasting in the car radio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom in the chat points out Eddie's tone is different. It's probably the Steinberger, but it's a little chorusy as well. But yeah, it's definitely a, a different tone on this track than, than what we're used to. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that too. And then it made me think about uh, if if uh, he if the tone were shifted back to, let's say, you know, Van Halen 1 and 2, that tone uh, in his guitar. It was like, oh, I, I could see uh, Dave attempting to sing a song like that. It's like it's the the way the riff is structured. Um, if Eddie had been playing in, on a different guitar or, or if it, like he had brought back kind of that uh, familiar your tone that we're used to uh it would sound very much like uh like a b-side from that era so i could see dave trying to make sense of it however uh i'm loving what uh sammy is doing vocally uh with the song so far and and honestly the different tone uh really speaks to the charm i think of of this song like where this is not going to be uh your standard every day what you think you know van halen's like nope we're this is a this is a new era so i'm still gonna play the way i play this is eddie speaking i'm gonna play the way i play but i'm gonna make it a little different because uh we're trying some different things here uh, like i said i think it's a statement well you know what um when i'm listening to a van halen track uh you know for the first time let's say uh and you're hearing that okay guitar tone's different obviously different singer but alex's yeah. drums are just so clean oh, and yeah. so crisp and so cool that I, I can identify a Van Halen track by the Alex Van Halen drums, just like you can, you know, check a, uh, an ACDC song you never heard before by the by the guitars. Oh you know, yeah, they, I, I can always tell from Alex's drums, and they're phenomenal here. Uh, Jeff uh, asked, "Isn't the Steinberger basically all plastic?" Uh, he doesn't think it was made of wood. I'll, I'll defer to the two guitar experts on the panel. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I've uh, actually looked at build, rebuilding one, uh, but I was going to make it out of wood. Um, no, I think they were uh, made of wood, Okay, I believe. The, the early incarnations of them, at least. Yeah, maybe they the ones that Eddie was playing. Into more, yeah, maybe they shifted more into plastic in later years, but uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't have a definitive answer on that. And uh, Scott Everett just wants to call it the lyrics. Lyrics are a great match to the vibe of the music, one hundred percent. This is Sammy Hagar's wheelhouse. I don't know if anyone writes uh, "kick back and relax" lyrics uh, in the rock world as well as Sammy Hagar. Ain't no way I'm sitting home tonight. I'll be out until the morning light. Just hanging around in the local parking lot, checking out the girls to see what they got. Classic Sammy. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, you don't uh, you, you don't come up with Cabo Wabo tequila unless you're the kind of dude that just likes to kick back and chill. 
All right, let's keep rocking. Okay, now referring to women as human toys, maybe not the best uh, lyrical choice. Oh, yeah, maybe not. Oh, yeah, right, let, let's just move on. I'm sorry. Look, Mikey is always great, and especially you need someone to come in clutch with some amazing high harmonies. And he, it doesn't matter if he's singing with a uh, Roth or or Sammy, but his blend with Sammy is just superb. I mean, I I, I will put that like where where does Mikey thrive better with uh, singing with Sammy or with Dave? I it's it's absolutely Sammy, man. It's just like I don't know. He's just able to utilize that blend so well, and it and and this song is is just a really fine example of what my, what Mikey is can bring to the table in terms of uh, a background vocalist. You know what I mean? Just those harmonies, that high harmony with the summer nights. Jeez, that just hits you right in the heart. Now, Eric, you saw uh, Sammy and Mikey play quite a bit together. Uh, what do you think? Oh, you can tell that they're they're brothers on the stage. Uh, saw them probably most recently about eight months ago, I guess. Um, and you know they're doing a little bit of more Van Halen, and Mikey is doing the the vocals on that, and he can pull it off. But with regard to this particular song, the the rhythm section is just tearing it up. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and Tom points out in the chat, I didn't even get, uh, pick this up, but Eddie's tapping lick right before the chorus is doubled on the bass. So yeah. There's yes, a little simpatico is. with Eddie and, and uh, Mikey, right? There, which is pretty cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's nice to hear and you know, nice to see, you know, considering uh, that's probably the only time they were, you know, in <laughs> well, if you, if you <laughs> listen to Eddie, Eddie yeah. said he, he taught Mikey everything he had to play on these tracks, right? He didn't give him a lot of freedom, or didn't, Mikey didn't you know, assert himself and say, I want to play this on this track. He kind of played whatever he right. wanted him to, so, but well, it works, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, you know, can't can't argue with the with the finished product, I guess. It's still, you know, you could probably uh, uh, cause some conversations earlier, but, you know, hey, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, I know from seeing him live, Eddie is only playing one guitar at a time. So, mm. yep. <laughs> Mikey's over there doing his thing, so. Uh, Tom true. again says, Mikey said once, uh, quote, my action is set pretty low. There's a tapping section in summer nights, and I want that to be comfortable. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's practical. He's a practical person. Yeah. I like that. He he know he knows what he's got to do in order to, you know, make sure he's got the best tone uh, as possible, but also playing comfortably. And that is, uh, that's something I don't think a lot of people take into account with uh with these musicians it's like yeah it's it's all well and good if they can play as technically advanced as possible but uh 
what's the cost there? Like, you know, they, they have to go through steps in order to make sure that they can do that. And especially if you're going to be on such a rigorous tour schedule as a band like Van Halen, you're going to play these songs live. Like you want to make sure you're able to play it. And so a lot of, uh, a lot of prep work comes into play with the, uh, the instruments. So I like, I, I like that. Uh, Mikey pointed that out. That's awesome. Excellent. All right. Well, we're getting into my favorite part of the song where Sammy directly references, uh, the, uh, Summer thaw in Canada. <laughs> Amen, brother. That freezing snow is getting fucking old. I love uh, YouTube music lyrics because we got uh, after the line, them girls are biting good tonight. Ow, uh, oh, whoa, yeah. That. <laughs> that's what I got on Google. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's what he's singing. It's like, you want lyrics, right? Here you go. Yeah. Um, that's great. Oh, man. Uh, those little, uh, 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 I don't even know what you would call them. They're not fills, but uh, what Alex is doing in that this particular particular section is just oh it's so cool it's so good he's so great at those accents they're just you know yeah you, you notice them uh, upon repeat listens but even when you're hearing it for the first time you, you know they're there even if you're not going to point them you know pick them out of a lineup it's like that's alex fucking van halen man i can't wait for his book uh somebody in the chat right. said they think his last proper interview was 98 which very well could be it's been quite a while so for a Jeez. guy who is as instrumental behind the scenes as alex van halen was uh, to not really, you know, share uh, too much about uh, the history of the band. This is going to be a really uh, enlightening tome, I think. Now I'm wondering if uh, 300 pages is enough for the memoirs. <laughs> like, you sure you don't have a little bit more you want to say? Either that or it's just, it's a 300-page manifesto of like, all right, here's my fucking issue that yeah. I've been having for all this time, and here you go, listen Sammy's to it. Sammy's a piece By of shit. By the way, shit. I love Why? my brother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Sammy's a piece of shit. Here's the first six no. chapters about it. No, you know like, what I, and then there's Dave. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be a book more about him and Eddie, which I th I'm really yeah. loving and really looking forward to. His second book can be about the front men and the drama, <laughs> if he wants. I, I'm, I'm sure he's I got want. some tea to spill. I know that's kind of what you want. But I, I, I'm kind of wanting the, the brotherly connection because we've talked about it so many times on this show. Whenever we get into an yeah. Eddie solo, you know, what's Alex doing? Like, really, this is what Alex is doing because, you know, mm -hmm. he's elevating little brother. And I, uh, Greg Renoff uh, posted a quote this week uh, from Eddie where he said, you know, my monitor can, could fucking go out. And I just listen to Alex. Alex and I are just like, they're just so in tune with each other. He's not listening to the bass. He's not listening to the singer. He's listening to Alex, and, and that's what's driving the performance, right? He said, my monitors can go completely yeah. out. As long as I got Alex, we're all good. I mean, that's 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 what you want, right? I mean, you, you don't want to be dependent on monitors. It's about uh, feeling the music, and you just, you just have to have the musicianship with that. So, yeah, when it all goes to shit, like, 
All right, well, I know where I'm at, though, because, like, I can hear my drummer, and my drummer's keeping the rhythm because that's what the drummers do. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, we're good. We're fine. I don't need the shit. A lot of time, um, that, that's awesome. A lot of time it's the drummer-bass player relationship, right? And the guitar player's mm -hmm. kind of going more on what the vocalist maybe is doing. Or uh, if you're the, the Young Brothers, we're talking about ACDC earlier, you know, Angus and Malcolm, you know, they're, mm -hmm. you know, Angus is going off what Malcolm's doing rhythm. Angus, or Malcolm Young is one of the best rhythm guitar players, I think, in rock and roll history. And he made, yeah, uh, he's uh, and ACDC now missing that because now, you know, Angus yeah. has, you know, Stevie Young, you know, he's pretty good in his own right, but he's no Malcolm, right? And the newer music maybe kind of suffers because of that. I, I think if Eddie tried to be in a band, I, and man, I really want to do that live show with Kevin Brown about the Starfleet project because there was Eddie playing uh, with a different drummer and Brian May and all that, did, you know, because I haven't heard a lot of that stuff to hear how kind of that went because, yeah. you know, Eddie without Alex, you know, he, he's just not quite the same. I mean, it's just you find your formula with uh, you know you're, if you're a duo like those two, and uh, it, when one is not in in the picture for whatever reason, then yeah, yeah, suddenly the the dynamic shifts, and then you know sometimes that can be uh, not a blessing, but some, sometimes that can be like a an improvement or it can be just uh, like, Oh wow. Look, I didn't realize I could do this. Cause I'm so used to playing a certain way because I'm playing with this other person. And now without that person, I'm playing like this, that can be a revelation or it can be a, uh, startling, uh, <laughs> a startling revelation of like, Oh God, I can't play without this other person. Shit. What does that say about my musicianship? Like, I don't know. Um, in the case of Eddie Van Halen, um, I would imagine, cause I haven't heard a lot of that Starfleet stuff either. So, uh, I would imagine it was probably a, uh, challenging experience because it's like, I usually play like this and Alex will accompany me like this. Like, well, I don't play like that. Like, okay, well, yeah. shit. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just speculating, but no, I could, I can understand, uh, very much the, when, when the dynamic shifts that way. Uh, let's go back to the chat real quick. Uh, Jeff Brewer uh, talking about Live Without a Net, which, of course, one of their best uh, live shows ever captured. Uh, let's please get that on a vinyl release. If anyone uh, in the Van Halen camp is listening, uh, us diehard fans would love Live Without a Net on uh, Blu-ray, 4K, and vinyl, uh, CD, digital, whatever you can give it to us on. I uh, love that show. But he says uh, on Live Without a Net, Ed adds in a couple of really cool tap harmonics at the end of one of those unison tapping sections. Now he just makes me want to go back and, and you know boot up that video again and check that out because sure. I love that performance. All right, should we keep going here? Sure. All right, here we go.
All right, Eric, I can see you uh, pinching your nose and making these stinky, stinky face. Like, God, <laughs> this guy can't play guitar. Tell us what he's doing wrong there. It's, you can tell at the beginning of that solo, it's just kind of, he's just warming you up, just warming you up. And then he starts going off and you, you just got Mikey going on in the background there, just keeping that smooth chug going. Oh my gosh. It That's amazing work. That's amazing work. Mark disagree. I'll tell you what it is. It's, it's rude. It's rude. How intrusive, <laughs> how intrusive that whole section is. That whole section was just like this, this great big, uh, bully pushing you against the wall. Like, listen to what I have to say. Listen, no, you're going to listen. You're going to stay against that wall and you're going to listen. And just, it, they just hit you with that fat sound, both it between Mikey and, and, and Alex, like hitting you with the, those crazy rhythms. And then Eddie just, all in your face with that solo that goes and you can't tell what direction it's going to go in. It just, and it just keeps going in directions. You don't think it's going to go. And right when you think it's done, he's not done. He's like, no, I got, I got more. I got so much more stay against that wall. We're not done here. You know, it was just very bullish, very bullish that section. And I, I for one think it was rude and intrusive. They didn't, they didn't say, excuse me, we have something we'd like to show you. Do you mind? You, at least just give me that. Give me a, do you mind? You know, because I would have been like, no, not at all. Hit me with it. Instead, they were just like, guess what, motherfucker? Check, check this out. Um, all that to say, it was incredible. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like, how dare you? How dare you, Van Halen, come at me so hard like that when I wasn't expecting it? And I've heard, obviously, I've heard Summer Nights before, but I've always had that feeling from this section i was just like good god like give give me a second would you you just like you're just intruding at my door before i can open it it's like i hear you knocking and then all of a sudden bam uh that's how i feel about this section (laughs) (laughs) well i i enjoyed the section that's all i'll say i love it when van halen (laughs) kind of got like a a good chug going beginning of the end of the uh, guitar solo and then they breast into something a little more uh melodic it reminds me a lot of like uh, ZZ Top, like a song like Sharp Dressed Man has that like that that classic mm-hmm. riff, kind of that good chugging riff. And then uh, after the, you know one of the few vocal passages, we break into a great Billy Gibbons kind of melodic uh, solo section. And that's kind of oh, what yeah. Van Halen's doing here, right? You got that great band chug for like half of it, and then boom, and then Eddie just gets to go and play this wonderful melodic uh, solo. You could absolutely hum Ace Freely, you fucking idiot. No. <laughs> Remember, his Ace Freely in that interview said, "Oh, you can't hum a Van Halen uh, solo." You can't hum a Van. Yeah. I was like, "I beg to differ, Ace. Like, get your head out from space real quick. Like, just yes, you absolutely can." Uh, but I mean, this is Ace Freely, and you know, it's like, yeah, your your solos are too easily hummed. You know what I mean? It's just like I don't know. Leave Eddie alone. Well, I tell you what, I got something for next week, Mark. Uh, when we have the patrons on the show, it's going to be our patron show. Uh, all the uh, the top tier patrons will be on the show with us, but I found uh, lyrics to a song that are much, much worse than anything Dave or Sammy ever did. That includes Up for Breakfast and all those. And it's a Kiss song. Is it song. an Ace Freely song? Yeah, it's an Ace Freely penned Kiss song. And the lyrics are Uh-oh. the worst I've ever heard, and I'll, I'll play it for you next week. I didn't want to subject Eric to okay, it, because okay. it's his first Thank time you. on the show, and you know, <laughs> I, I, I wanted to be nice. But- I was... 
I was gonna ask which song it was, but I'm not gonna because I wanna try and I wanna guess. Be surprised. Yeah, that's good. I dude. have I have some I have some ideas. I have a few guesses because I mean there's only so many you can choose from with uh, Ace's uh, uh, songs. So, eh, well, well, I'll let it simmer and I'll uh, uh, we'll, we'll get to it next week. I am looking forward to the conversation in the Discord with the patrons trying to guess which. Uh, Ace Freely written <laughs> song uh, by Kiss. Uh, I'm referring to. Oh, but... I'm sure they'll guess it like right away. Probably. Like, oh, yeah. you're probably talking about this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so someone will like have Kevin it by. Kevin Brown seems like something he would pick up on. If someone in the chat hasn't guessed it by the time we're off the air tonight, I'll be shocked. Uh, to be honest, because we got some very oh, yeah, very I, smart I, patrons. So. Yeah, I guarantee you they they figure it out by the time we're done. Right, right now in the uh, in the chat, they're just all missing uh, live without a net, which uh, we we kind of all are, yeah, because the solo in right. that uh, from the song is absolutely incredible. All right, mm-hmm. let's keep going. Well, it is an amazing solo live. It isn't okay. It Sorry. is an amazing solo live. Didn't mean to cut you off I'm there, sure. Michael. No, <laughs> and about you know only fifteen people in front of you to experience it. So, <laughs> all right, let's keep going. All right, before we wrap this one up, I was reading a little bit on the uh, Van Halen Encyclopedia. Uh, C.J. Chalvers, uh, our good friend, uh, penned that. Uh, and he, uh, the entry for uh, Summer Nights, he said, there's a rumor that there's actually a, a version of this with some Dave Penn lyrics uh, from, from oh. like, you know, 84, 85. So uh, how do you think a, a David Lee Roth uh, penned Summer Nights? Well, obviously, it would, probably wouldn't be called Summer Nights. It'd be zip, zap, dip, dip, bow. And he would... <laughs> Just scat whatever the fuck he wanted, but um, to me, uh, yeah, Sammy's whole vibe and Sammy's lyrics and voice makes this song uh, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Obviously, the band is cooking, but this is one of Sammy's better moments with Van Halen. How would David Lee Roth have done uh, with this music? I wonder. Uh, I think he would have done a lot more, um, less of his attempt at singing. I think there would have been a lot more spoken word shit that uh, Dave liked to do a lot. Um, I think there would have been just a ton of wow, like a whole bunch of those like uh, Dave howls, probably unnecessarily uh, a lot of Dave howls because I get the <laughs> I somebody uh, fact check me. I just I get the feeling so many of those Dave howls that typically we we enjoy depending on the song. I have a feeling a lot of those are bec- are put in because Dave didn't know what else to do. Um, like he didn't have another idea for a vocal line or he just figured I'll just do this. I'll just shout and yell and it'll sound rocking because I'm Dave. Fuck you. Who cares? Uh, but <laughs> so that's how I imagine this song would have gone. I don't think he, um, would have enjoyed this song. I think this would have been a little bit, uh, too slow for his taste. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and okay. I think I think there's a reason why he couldn't sing this. I think there's a reason why they didn't utilize this song during his era. 
um, just because like he couldn't sing it. You know, I, I Sam, you, you mentioned that quote from Sam earlier. It's like, I guess uh, Dave couldn't figure out the rhythms, couldn't sing the songs, like whatever. And it's just like, to me, that just says like Eddie had this song ready and it was like, well, okay, shit. I guess we're not doing this as long as uh, Dave's singing for it because we're just going to have to like tweak it because he can't do it um, or he can't make sense of what's happening here. Um, so I think you get a wildly different song. I don't think uh, Summer Nights would be structured uh, the same way it is here. Uh, you're right. I don't think it would be called Summer Nights. Um, Summer Nights might be a line Dave throws in there. Like, actually... This last chorus, you know, of things like you want to talk about love and the heat of summer, ah, summer nights. Let's talk about love. I could see Dave doing that, but he would do it his own Dave way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, but vastly different. I think you would not get uh, the same vibe whatsoever. As you say, this is Sammy's vibe. Like this is his his vocal vibe. His his vocal performance is what really helps sell the song on top of everything else the boys are doing uh, in the band. Think about it like this: uh, at the same time period, you have Dave doing California Girls and Just a Gigolo. Mm -hmm. I mean if you try to kind of wedge that in there, you know, that's kind of the direction you're going probably. Yeah. yeah he, he exactly. Very big in the covers around that time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, going back to the chat. Uh, here's a discussion point. Uh, Tom Rombruster says, uh, here's a take. I'm not a fan of the solo. It's a collection of random noises run together. Isn't that every solo? <laughs> Technically. No, it's not every solo, but look, I, I'm not going to fight Tom too hard on that because like I mentioned in my assessment, uh, when you think it's over and you think, you know, the direction the solo is going in, Eddie does something else and throws another on top of you. And it's not the first time we've heard Eddie do that in solos. There is, there was one song in particular. I remember us doing, can't remember the name of it. Uh, but it felt like Eddie just threw a, bunch of notes as much as many notes as he possibly could into a solo in order to make it sound awesome and it was just just a lot of notes it was just a lot of notes and like Ugh, couldn't save the song on that one dude i but i like i i appreciate uh letting us know how much how many notes you can play uh, <laughs> but it just yeah that solo didn't serve the purpose i personally don't think that that applies to this song um, but I do understand what Tom is saying. I, I, I get it. Cause yeah, uh, Eddie's doing a lot in this particular solo. I personally think it works, but that's, that's just my opinion. I think he's on target with what he's saying, but I think what Eddie is doing is taking that Steinberger out for a, a test ride and seeing right, what all yeah. it can do with it. He He's trying to get, interesting sounds that he's mm. never had in his regular setup. So I think some That's, of it is experimental. Yeah. I think I, I think you're absolutely right about that. I think that's, that's exactly what he's doing here. It, Cause it's, it feels like that. Cause like I said, in the live, you see him manipulating the guitar differently than he does with his, you know, regular strat type guitar. So. Mm. Makes sense. All right. Well, let's finish this one off.
Oh, they always put the best stuff in the outro. <laughs> they like, love oh, yeah, doing that. It's like, it's like, oh, you like this? Like, stay tuned. There's more. Oh, let's <laughs> talk back. about love on a hot summer night. That's a great lyric. I love that. <laughs> that oh so famous uh, fade out uh, that they do oh so well and always leave us wanting more and more. Um, at, somewhere out there in the uh, in the archives, somewhere out, there's probably a longer cut of this particular song where you get to hear all the stuff uh, before the fade out. And um, if anyone can get a hold of those demos, uh, send them our way at podcast will rock dot uh, uh, at gmail.com. Oh, <laughs> just, guess what? Just, saying, just putting that out there. Uh, Eric, we have confirmation from Tom. He Googled Steinberger and apparently they are slash were made out of wood. Good call. Aha. That, very, very cool then. That, there that, you was, are. that was my guess. So. This is why we bring the experts Just, on, Mark. <laughs> yep, because we are not experts. I nope. have to mention that every show. I'm contractually obligated to remind you all that uh, Corey and I are not experts on Van Halen or music or guitars. Or podcasts, uh, are, really nor, nothing. Yeah. Or podcasts, or yeah. Uh, and we're not rock historians either. We're mm-hmm. just simple fans who enjoy talking about uh, this band that we like, so. There we are. That's got to make sure to get that quota every time. So uh, Summer Nights, the the long-awaited Summer Nights track. There it is. We've, we have done it. We have covered it. And we have covered 5150. Yes. There's another one. Uh, put it on the board and be on the lookout. Uh, make sure to uh, get your rankings in, uh, at least mentally, before you do it officially. And I'm talking to our patrons there. Uh, if you guys want to get in, on the live shows when we rank and talk about these full albums you know where to go the patreon join the tier be a part of the conversation it is so much fun if you've seen any of our live shows you know how much fun those those get so uh and sometimes heated sometimes heated depending on the ranking system these next uh albums we're going to discuss i have a feeling are going to get real real heated just because it's just banger after banger so uh but until then until we get to that point here we go. It's time to vote on how we feel about summer nights and uh, not to put you in the hot spot, but Eric, you are our guest. You are our honored guest here on the show tonight. So we have to put the question to you first. And the question is for summer nights, is it what dreams are made of or is the dream over? This whole album, top to bottom, you can tell that they've walked away from the Dave era and they're stepping into brand new territory. You can look back in interviews with the band at this time. They were excited. Uh, it was allowing Eddie a lot of freedom to, to do some different things that he had never had the opportunity to do before. Um, yeah, this is, I mean, y'all are going to have a tough time putting these in a ranked <laughs> order because th- they're all good. And, you know, this is going to be one of those that's right up on top. Not top of the world, mind you. That'll be for another album. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you you are correct. It's, um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it, and I was just checking out the uh, – uh, the the track listing because I was like wait remind me again which what songs we have to work with here because I don't have them all memorized and I looked and I oh right that that's fifty one fifty yep trouble that's gonna be trouble it, it's gonna be tough 
I mean, it would be tough, but it's going to be fun. I think that that I'm I'm very much looking forward to that uh, live show when we come to it. Be on the lookout, Corey Morissette, though. Not what we uh, had manifested for the evening. However, we're not angry about it. I don't think, at least at the top of uh, the show, before we listened to the track, we weren't angry about it. So I ask you this. Mm. Is Summer Nights still what the dream is made of, or has the sun gone down, sun went real, real low, and it's nothing but cold winter seasons your way because the dream is over? Mark, I live in a frozen wasteland uh, 10 months out of the year. Um, summer nights is is a dream that all of us here in Saskatchewan share that someday maybe we could experience what it's like to have like warm sun and, uh, you know, not have to like, you know, put on gloves and, and hats and big winter boots and slip on the ice and, and all that horse shit. I don't know why the fuck I live here. I'm so depressed. Seasonal depression is a real thing, folks. But when I listen to it summer is, nights yeah. for five minutes and six seconds, I'm kind of taken away where, you know, I'm I'm laying in a lawn chair on a beach, which I've never been because I, I live here, and, you know, with a, with a cold beer in my hand and, and just, you know, experiencing warmth and, and loving life. And and that song always takes me there, so I'll always appreciate this song. Um, 5150 is one of my favorite records of all time. Uh, the only one I downvoted because it was just kind of goofy was Inside, but every other song is an absolute fucking banger. You look at Side A, a 5150, you open with good enough, then you got why can't this be love, get up, dreams, and then summer nights. Like that, that is a, a murderer's row, if you will. That, that That's a perfect side uh, of a record. And it, it's all the best stuff of the Sammy Hagar era, Van Halen, in one song. You got the harmonies, you got the melodies, you got great lyrics. Sammy is singing tremendous. Uh, the band's on fire. Uh, I disagree with, with Tom. I really did enjoy the solo section. Uh, because it, it kind of reminded me a little bit of, of ZZ Top and, and bands of that ilk that I also really, really enjoy. Um, there's really nothing to nitpick uh, about Summer Nights. I loved every single fucking second of it, and I wish someday to experience summer. Uh, please let me know what that's like, Mark, as you're voting on this song. Uh, summer Nights for you, my friend, is this what dreams are made of, or is the dream over? There's not a lot I can add to it that hasn't already been said. Um, and I think uh, the both of you collectively summed it up beautifully. Yeah, this is absolutely what dreams are made of. This is what uh, a summer rock tune should sound like and what what it should feel like, too. Um, was that uh, uh, lead up and the solo uh, section, that whole thing, was that uh, intrusive and bullish? You're damn right it was, but in the best possible way. I can't, I can't stress that enough it was wonderful i loved it it was just like <laughs> they were it was almost like a second statement on top of the already the statement they were already making of look by the way this is a new era of van halen this is a, a new way of of doing things uh new tone uh for you know what we're uh trying to accomplish on this album but also hey check this out real quick and it's just this big that solo section, it, it wonderful, love it uh, from top to bottom. I love this. I I defy you with maybe with the exception of the Human Toys line, like that we don't want to talk <laughs> about anymore. Like maybe that's not the best uh, uh, line in the lyrics, especially these days. Uh, well, I mean, even then, it's like that's not a good look, dude. However, 
the lyrics are still very consistent and very uh, cohesive. And I know a lot of people like to shit all over Sammy Hagar's lyrics. Um, you can't shit too hard on this one because it absolutely gives you everything that you need with uh, the title. It's not misleading. It's letting you know it's called Summer Nights. So we're going to we're going to sing about it. And as you pointed out, Corey, uh, Sammy is really firing on all cylinders of uh you know with his vocal performance it's not i would say not his most outstanding of vocal performances but it's still on it's on par with uh some of the best of them i think and i i agree with you i think this is the perfect side like this this song along with the others you named yeah perfect side a of a of a rock album man it's 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 so good i cannot wait to talk about 5150 in its entirety ranking it is going to be difficult uh but i very much look forward to it i love everything about this song this this was such a great van halen song not even just a sammy uh era van halen song just a van halen tune this is just a great van halen tune so and uh and i'll conclude with we got to get Corey to the uh, the American South because uh, you, I, you say you want summer nights and perhaps you should experience it. But I guarantee you come to, uh, you know, Eric and myself's neck of the woods, you know, Tennessee, Texas, wherever that area. You might be pining for the great white north uh, after a little just a little bit, especially that Texas summer heat. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you're ready for that. Um, and, uh, you know, Tennessee's nothing to scoff at either because we still haven't figured out <laughs> what weather we want to do all the time. We're either blisteringly hot or we're frigid. So we, there's, there's frigid. very little middle ground. Some of the frigid. <laughs> so what's frigid for you? Like sixties? No, 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 <laughs> dude. Uh, we have been in the single digits here in the last couple of winters, which is Pretty unheard of. Single um, digits? But... I'm walking around in shirt sleeves in single digits Fahrenheit. Try minus 40. I get it. No, no, no. I get it. You're, you're, you, uh, you Canucks are, are built differently. Uh, uh, but uh, still, though, man is not supposed to uh, be comfortable in such frigid temperatures. I hear like, you. Or, is, or, the ex- not... or the extreme heat. I, I'll, I'll give you that point. I, I yeah, to, yeah, uh, yeah. My wife and I were in Las Vegas one time. And um, it was, I, I would have guessed, like in the 80s uh, Fahrenheit. Uh, so mm-hmm. the people around Las Vegas were wearing like big wool coats and, and big like hats and gloves and stuff. We went on the gondola ride at the Venetian and our gondolier is wearing this massive winter coat with a big uh, hat and gloves. They were so cold in the 80s. And we walked up in shorts and shirt sleeves and she just said, oh, you must come from someplace cold. I'm like, oh, you have no idea. Right. Yeah, the, the, this is beautiful. <laughs> and that's uh, you- that's that desert heat too. So like that's that shit's another beast entirely because yeah. that's fickle. I'm sure yeah, it's it not be... fun, but I'm still pining yeah. for it because I'm just so sick of being cold. That's all. <laughs> I so, dude, I under I understand that. <laughs> so I got a little story about all right, Texas I'll... and Texas heat. So okay. oh. on this tour, they were supporting Texas Jam, which was a, a festival in in Texas back in the day. They played on July 19th. Okay. It had to be at this point over a hundred degrees and they had, you know, it's standing room only, butt to nut, everybody's standing there. And so, you know, I'm there with my camera and they get out a fire hose and start spraying <laughs> the crowd. So imagine that Corey, that it's hot enough that the relief 
is a fire hose. I hear you. I, I, I just still think I would maybe prefer that. Now, I'd probably get way too hot and I would bitch and moan about that too because I'm a complainer by nature, but I, 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 I'm, it's I'm just, just, you wouldn't be used to it. That's the thing. Like you, you are used to, uh, uh the, the Northern uh, yeah. weather patterns. And then you come down here where it's the reverse. Uh, yeah, that, that would, I think take, um, much longer to adjust. I think so too. Yeah, no, you're exactly so. right. I know when it's hot here, it's like plus 30, which I yeah. imagine is like the low nineties for you guys, which is nothing right for, yeah. for Tennessee and Look, for Texas. I, so. Yeah, this is a guy who who does not like to be cold. I know everyone's like, just put on more layers. Like, yeah, you know what happens when you put on more layers? Eventually, it gets too stuffy, and then you have to take them off. And then what happens? You get cold again, and you have to put them back on, and it's a vicious circle. Not into it. But I'm saying if if I went up there and experienced uh, the things that you're experiencing over there, I would not be a happy person. Matter of fact, I would, I'm already a miserable fucker as it is. Like you want to see me more miserable, put me in a freaking snowscape hell zone. No, thank you. Uh, Scott Haskins says come to Vegas this summer. Well, if, if you're paying Scott, uh, I'm on the next flight out. Uh, absolutely. But, oh, that music was playing earlier. It can only mean one thing. It's time to play. How many times have Van Halen performed summer nights live? Uh, everybody in the, uh, in the chat right now, uh, get your guesses in now. You got to think, yeah, geez, did they ever perform this? Uh, you know, in the reunion tour, uh, did they ever do it then? Uh, obviously, they probably did it in the uh, 5150. Uh, I'm at a tour, massive maybe? disadvantage this game because, uh, uh, like, Eric has, has seen the band so many times, and he probably has a <laughs> much better idea of uh, how many times they played this particular song. You know what? Good point. Let's go to Eric first. Eric, how many times do you think there Van you Halen go. performed <laughs> Summer Nights? Uh. I'm going to guess about 250. 250. All right. Good round number there. We got 250. Mark Meyer. Uh, what is your guess? I'm going to do the thing. 249. Oh, that's stupid, though, because now you want to go 251 if you want to go over, don't you? Yeah. You want to go $1 if you want to go under what he guessed. You don't want to go 249. You have to get right on the money. Maybe I'll get closer to 249. I don't know. Remember. <laughs> Closest to the actual number without going over. Have you ever seen The prices Right, Mark? We've only done this 122 times. Yeah, and how many of those games did I win? Not many. Oh, you went uh, on the roll there for a while. Are you sticking with your, your idiotic guess of 249? No, 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 no. I'm going to do uh, actually... Let's do... I think they probably... They probably should have played this song a lot more times than I'm going to guess, but I'm going to go with uh, 208. 208. All right. Well, we got a couple of guesses in the chat here. Scott Ever guesses 151. Uh, Michael Triplett says 174. Uh, Jeff Brewer is internalizing it, saying they played it in 86 and sometimes in 88, and they played it at the Cabo Wobble in 1990, so he's guessing around 150 times. But we're going to go with your two official guesses. We have 250, and what did you say, Mark? 208? 208. All right. Well, guess what? You both went over. Uh, Jeff Brewer. Oh, no. Uh, missed it. Uh, well, he's he's not the closest either. Scott Everett at 151 would be our official winner. They played it 184 times. Oh, wow. Okay. So 111 times in 1986, uh, 63 times in 88, nine times in 1989, and only one time on the balance tour in 1995. Damn. Just the one wow. time. Yeah, at the Polaris Amphitheater Crazy. in Columbus, Ohio. 
Well, how about that? Well, you know, okay, like so, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't so so far off, but it's fine. <laughs> and actually, and, and they they sandwich summer nights between Panama and best of both worlds, which is kind of a cool place to put oh, summer nights, right? That is a cool place <laughs> to put it. Yeah, nicely done. Good kudos on Van Halen for making uh, that magical set list happen. So, right. all right, I I saw it live three times, so. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, fair uh, enough. Michael and, uh, Triplett had a late guess at 174. He actually wins uh, because my, my oh, thing didn't reload in time. Uh, Michael Triplett, 174. He would have won both showcases because he was within, uh, I think he was close enough. What are we at? 186? I think we would have missed it by like two bucks. But still, we're, Mark's going to send you something nice, Michael. Uh, good job, buddy. My uh, astonishing respect. That's what I'm sending you. <laughs> uh, good job, Michael. But. In my opinion, they probably should have played this like a lot more because it's a great track, but understandable for certain reasons why they didn't. I am probably I probably shouldn't get my hopes up about hearing this on the uh, on this uh, this current tour because I don't know uh, if they're going to do it. But if they, they do, I think that would be chance. lovely to yeah. hear. I, I think there's a good chance they they bust this one out. I also don't know how long their set's going to be. Uh, you know, night after night. Cause I mean, these guys are not, uh, young folks anymore. So I don't know. I, I don't know, uh, uh, what the, the usual runtime for their sets are going to be for this, for this particular tour, but whatever it is, it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing it. Uh, I would like to hear this song on the set, but if, if I don't hear it, it's fine. There's loads of, uh, of other things to, uh, to listen to. So, all right, summer nights. There it is. There it goes for fifty-one fifty. And uh, Eric, thank you for being on the show, man, and uh, showing, sharing with us uh, the things you got going on, the things that you're doing, and uh, very much, very big, big thanks for being such a an active listener. So uh, sure. before we all head out, tell the people uh, where they can find you, where they can find uh, your your artwork and everything like that. Uh, what you got going on? Well, it's pretty easy. Uh, the website is guitarsmithcustoms.com. And then for Facebook and Insta, it's guitarsmithcustoms. Uh, for X, it's uh, guitarsmitheric. So anybody want to get a hold of me? Want a custom built guitar? Doesn't have to be Van Halen oriented, anything you want. So right on yeah not not exclusive just to van halen stuff but uh it is not in impossible so uh, definitely check that out uh based on the little examples we saw you, you do amazing work so thank you i'm gonna do some do some more digging myself because I, I would like some some guitar well, i got a uh, tennessee model back I, I thought that's what i i thought i spotted the the tennessee flag over there yeah. it's like oh you dog look at that you need that? a podcast with a rock guitar there mark Kamire. That is that is true. I do need one of those. So we'll be in the chat. So uh podcastwillrock.com is where you can find all of our backlog episodes, including a link to our merch store. Get you some merch, get you a shirt or a hoodie. It's still uh it's still chilly in a lot of places. And if you're Corey, then it's freezing. So you Always definitely chilly. need like a hoodie, maybe multiple hoodies. Get you one of those, get you uh, an apologies to Gary t-shirt and help my my army grow because that's just that gives me such 
such a giddy feeling uh, knowing you guys are walking around out there with that shirt on. And somewhere out there, Gary's noticing it and going, what the hell is that all about? And hopefully he asks one of you or many of you, why am I seeing this shirt? What's going on? And you direct him to this podcast so that uh, he so that he'll know. And uh, and maybe he'll reach out and be like, all right, I, I want to come on the show and set some things straight. I'm like, yes, do that, Gary. We would love to have you. So uh, pick up some merch. It helps uh, helps us out. And it also it makes you guys look awesome. And you want to look awesome, don't you? Of course you do. There you go. PodcastleRock.com. Also, join the Patreon. Get involved in the conversations uh, outside of uh, of this show itself. You know, every like I said, you get a link to the Discord where all of our other patrons are, uh, are having conversations, talking about Van Halen, talking about stuff other than Van Halen, but also just keeping the vibes very cool, very rocking. It's definitely where you want to be. And if you want to write a, a little mini manifesto on how you feel about certain tracks, that's the place to do it. If, if you're sick of the other uh, social media website, because I know we all are, but if you're still on it, find us on Twitter slash X at podcast will rock. And then also on Facebook as well. I run those uh, channels, but uh, you know, even though it's like, I don't do a great job of it. I still run them. So, so if you got questions you want to ask me directly and uh, you don't want to go to my personal pages, then uh, just DM me on there. Corey, where can the other people find, uh, or where can the people find other like-minded podcasts like ours? All right, we got a lot of them out there, folks. First of all, you can check myself out on a little show called The Ultimate Catalog Clash with Kevin Brown. Season two is all about 1990s Metallica. And uh, as we record this on a Wednesday, Thursday night, where we're doing, we're uh, going to record our season wrap-up show, where we're going to find out who won season two of the Ultimate Catalog Clash. Myself or Kevin, uh, I'm taking uh, suggestions on who the artist should be for season three if I win. So anybody listening to this, if you want to reach out to me on Twitter at CD Morset, let me know who you think would make a good band or a single artist to cover on season three of the Ultimate Catalog Clash. Aside from that, we also have Kevin Brown at the Tom Petty Project. Kevin Brown and Randy Woods at Seaside Pod Review. Scott Haskin at Uriah Heap, the Magician's Podcast. Nate and John at the Deep Purple Podcast. The Simple Man at Skinnered Reconsidered. Uh, Terry T-Bone Mathley at T-Bone's Prime Cuts. Rye at Sabbath Bloody Podcast. Paul, Joe, and David at In the Lap of the Pods. Andy and Matt at Hawk Binge. Eric and Jonathan at Maiden A to Z. Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Madman, the Ultimate Aussie Podcast. Matt and Sam at Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Podcast. George and Hattie at the Judas Priest cast. Clay and Rye at North by South podcast. Greg and Jonathan at So Far, So Pot, So What. Quidnit at Volume for All. Sav, Nick, Steve, and Mark at the Rock Roulette podcast. They gave us a great little shout out on Good Pots today, Mark. I uh, hope you saw that there. They put us on a list of, of must-listen uh, music podcasts. Thank you very much for that, boys. Then, of course, we have the uh, the Chaz-tastic list of Chaz-centric podcasts. Chaz and Greg at Regarding Lulu. Chaz and Chats at Rush Rash. Chaz and Wolfie at the Regarding Rogers podcast. And soon to come, uh, Regarding Van Halen 3 uh, with uh, Chaz and Scott. Then we have the Rewind to 1984 podcast with Scott Everett. Our friends at the Sean Geek and Fast Red podcast. The DLR cast. The Bogus Otis Show, Booked on Rock with the legendary Eric Senich. You're All Doomed, a Friday the 13th podcast. Dissect that film. Three's Company 2, a rewatch podcast. And Pod of Thunder, the recognized symbol of excellence in rock and roll podcasting. Back to you, Mark Meyer. 
Right on. Thank you very much. And uh, Brad Gould is our uh, Shutterbug uh, persona oh, from Discord. It's our Brad Gould. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> I uh, had to just take a little dip into uh, the other socials to confirm that. But, yep, that's Brad Gould. So thank you, Brad, for your, your input. Uh, sorry we got confused because I was like, I don't know who the hell PSL Shutterbug is, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's a funny name. So thank you for that. Uh, and thank you, Brad. Thank you, everybody, uh, for, for tuning in. Uh, our lurkers, our patrons who are with us every time we record, sending us feedback, let, little comments here and there, and uh, fact-checking. We, we love to see it. Love to have you with us. It's always a, a fun journey. The journey is not yet over, you guys. Uh, we still have a uh, 12 songs on the, on the uh, wheel 11 now? now, I believe. Oh, I thought it was 11, but I said 12. So yes, 11 songs, dude. 11 of them. Well, look at that. We can, we can see them all so clearly the titles. It's crazy. Uh, but before we do, uh, before we get through this wheel though, we've got live shows. We have to uh, cover Van Halen two. We have to cover, uh, 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 foreign lawful carnal knowledge, the fuck album, of course. And then now we've got 5150 to look forward to. So, uh, a few live shows in the books. And this is what's going to happen, as we mentioned before, because we're winding down on the list. So we're finishing all these albums. So there's lots of conversations still to have. So don't uh, don't lose hope yet. We are still at it. We're still going strong. And uh, that is how it's going to be done a big thank you to our patrons like matt lacoste nate from the deep purple podcast rave Flave, josh caldwell greg zito michael griffith Chaz charles uh meet the geeks sean mcginnity himself kevin brown per lineker scott monroe ryan powell uh jeff brewer tom armbruster uh scott everett heath mccoy janice risco brad gould michael triplett davy lee smith chad pollock and brett parker from dissect that film thank you all so much uh once again uh your your patronage your support means the world to us uh let's keep it going let's bring bring your friends man we we, we could use uh more people spreading the good word of van halen while we can on that note, we are, and the podcast will rock, and we will rock you later. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Overdraft fees are just the worst. Get up to 200 in fee-free overdraft with the Chime checking account. Sign up today at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stripe Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.